Priorities for modern workers are really, really very different than those of the past. I know every every 20 years or so, each generation talks about uh, how things are different and things were better when I was younger and so on. But we're really seeing a major shift in the whole way that uh, modern millennials, let's be honest, is mainly what we're talking about, approach work, work-life balance, and so on and so forth. Uh, I'm here with Debbie DeWitt, Marketing Communications Manager for Physics. Hello, Deb. Hello. Derek. And I'd like to thank you for coming on. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening. We're going to talk about the modern workforce and how, uh, how it applies to digital signage. This is Digital Signage Done Right. Whether you're new to digital signage or a seasoned pro, this podcast gives you practical advice about systems, communications, and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt, Communications Specialist for Physics. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. So the times, they are a-changing. Physics has a nice, handy infographic, 13 Facts About Millennials in the Workplace, covering just some of these very quickly. So millennials will leave a job much more readily than, say, previous generations, even though Economic times feel like maybe they're not as uh, solid. Maybe we're not in such solid economic ground as we were in the past. But um, the fact that they're willing to jump ship so quickly, and it costs over $30 million annually to the U.S., yeah, I mean, um, this is probably, if not now, within the next five years, certainly this will be the bulk of your employees. And, and you know, certainly uh, if you, whatever that, if it's not corporate, it's government employees, doesn't matter what business you're in. But millennials are the ones you're going to have to address. And you're going to have to engage. And like you said, communicating with them is vastly different than before. And they are a more mobile workforce because they care about more than money. They really want to be engaged. They really want to know what's going on. Right. And so you have to you have to reach out to them in a different way. I mean, it's interesting the things that motivate them. I mean, in the past, it was just money, opportunity for advancement, things like this. Uh, engagement, which is a buzzword that's used an awful lot in yeah. modern communications. But, I mean, it really, it really makes a difference. Uh, millennials who are engaged are 64% less likely to switch jobs in the next year, in the next 12 uh, months. So they're, they're willing to stick around longer if they care about the place and they feel like they're a part of it or they're engaged mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. The sad thing is is that uh, only, only like 29, 30% of them are engaged at work. Over half are not engaged in something like 16 or 17 percent are actively disengaged, which means that they just loathe going to work, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, some studies have shown, whether they're millennials or not, that basically like at least a third of employees aren't engaged at work. They're at not, all. Yeah, they're, they're saying, I'm not engaged. And so this is, it's been talked about a lot. Um, the last probably three to five years, you've seen a lot of sort of forward thinking organizations pick up on this, but uh, it's still really working to trickle down to all employers to make this a part of every single day and the way they think about employee communications. Right. And a lot of it is, it's funny that they find that money is, especially for this younger generation, even though they're, I've read articles recently saying that they're the poorest generation yet. You know, they really are the first ones to not have necessarily an across the board higher standard of living than their parents. As a whole. Yeah. As a whole, as yeah. a whole. You have housing and all these other issues. It's these intangibles that are actually 
actually the things that are much more important to them, like recognition. Over a quarter of them say that that's what motivates them to be their best at work. Yeah, uh, yeah. Flexibility. Uh, well over half of millennials say having flexibility, which means I can come in at different times, I can work from home sometimes. This actually makes them more productive. About half say it makes them happier. And about 20% of millennials say flexibility is the single most important benefit a workplace can offer them. Right. Which is quite interesting. Right. Well, and if they're happier, they're more productive. I mean, that's that's studies from for decades. Yeah. Uh, obviously, professional development is very important. They're young. They're trying to gather more uh, skills, uh, improve their lives, and uh, eventually when they have families, their families' lives. I mean, something like 85, 87% of millennials say growth opportunities and professional development opportunities, training, and so on, is something that's very, very important to them. Uh, but they also like collaboration. Uh, 30% of them want to have collaborative workspaces in the workplace. Uh, over half, around half of millennials say social tools being used for workplace collaboration are very important for them. And so it's very interesting. You have a group of people, 75% of them say they want to work from home at least once or twice, and they're more productive there, and uh, not many of them are actually allowed to do this. So you have all of these factors that go uh, are new now. We've certainly instigated that even at Visix. I mean, almost every employee works at least one day from home. We've seen just morale go way up. I mean, the fact is, the old days of not trusting your employees unless they punch a clock, you know, actually punch a time ticket or whatever, they're just over. I mean, you give people a job to do, they do it, they do it well, and if you trust them and give them the freedom and have the right people in place, there's no reason that flexibility can't, you know, and collaborative tools. Sure. All these things are part of the new workplace. So when you read articles about this, business uh, publications and so on, the term that's being bandied about is the new workforce. And uh, and it really is, in many ways, a new workforce. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's not just millennials. We also have, you know, uh, new generations coming up behind them, but also, obviously, anyone who might be older than a millennial is still impacted by this this new workforce and the new environments that we're Right, creating. it's going to change the whole atmosphere. So yeah, Gen Xers out there, don't resist the change, embrace the change because these are these are the people who are who are up and coming and, and making the company work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, for the purposes of you're tuned in for digital signage, I mean, basically what this means is these new priorities have to be addressed in your communications. And this is true for all communications. I don't care if you have an intranet or you're doing emails or an internal newsletter. Even if it's external, you still should appeal to these type of things. Uh, if, it, if your industry is dealing with workers, they all right. have these priorities. So you can really tap into this because, you know, as we harp on this constantly, you have to show something people care about. Right. So you really need to tailor your digital signage messages, you know, to hit these, hit these priorities. So I've come up with nine different uh, priorities that we're seeing in this new workforce that we can talk about. Okay, well, let's go over these uh, one at a time. So first one here is individualism. Individualism is basically, um, when it comes to digital signage, certainly touchscreens are where, this is a big part of this, because you want to make people feel like that message or that experience is just for them, that they that they're finding a sense of discovery, they make a personal connection to it. A lot of this has to do with the web, but mainly smartphones and things. You know, there are other studies that show that no one uses a website the same way as someone else. No one uses a, an app or a smartphone the same way. And so individualism is really about letting someone search for and access information in their own way. Right. And, and I realize if you've got a, a sign on the wall that's just showing a playlist, that's hard to do. 
But the call to action can play into that. Let them then go out to a website where they can search for more information in their when own When they way. feel like it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And this is very important with like interactivity. If you're using a touch screen, um, the way you navigate is different than anyone else. The different levels of information you can put on there so people have options. One person is very interested in just getting from here to there. So it's wayfinding. But another person is very interested in, say, you know, the history of your college. And so you can have that. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it offers different levels of discovery and there's actually like a feeling of accomplishment because you've navigated that in your own in your own way yeah that's true and but you know and and this ties into this whole notion of of giving communications audiences a more consumer-like experience this is how they're interacting with information on a daily hourly basis you know and i think social media is an element in this too and social media is Like everybody uses it individually, but it's used to connect to other people. And, you know, like a lot of the time you see people staring at their phones. You just kind of think, what are they doing? What is? And then fact, you stare at your phone. And then you stare at your phone <laughs> to see what they're doing. But um, very often it's because they've just posted something and they are waiting for reactions or likes or something like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the basics of this is that one size fits all push communications. They're just not appreciated anymore. Uh, number two, impact. Yes, this is really about impact on the world, on mm-hmm. the community, on the business, on their department, on their team. It can be various levels, various circles, if you think about it, going out from that individual. They want to know their impact on on what's happening. So when it comes to digital, digital signs, you're going to want to obviously let them know what's going on in their community. As far as the world, it's not just news. It's, you know, if you're doing a recycling program, that is a very, you know, broad topic and it's, it's affecting the world. And so people want to know about that. You can just basically reinforce the fact that we know that you are not in that cube in a bubble. We all know that we're part of something greater. And as I said, it can be anything from team to department to building to campus to state Mm. to you know to city to state to country to the world continental (laughs) to the universe yeah Yeah, exactly i mean it's basically just understand that you know everybody has a life outside of work so appeal to it right and i'd also say maybe it's it's even maybe when when possible and i know we're always saying try and keep the amount of text and things that you put on uh, in a particular digital signage message uh low like 20 25 characters (laughs) the three by five rule and so on. However, you can you can create a message that then has a follow-up message. I even see this happening now with uh, news tickers on CNN and stuff. It used to be just a headline and then a second different story. Now they're actually telling five or six sentences in a row, one sentence at a time through the ticker. So it's actually becoming a campaign in many ways. It's yeah. becoming this particular way of communicating. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's something we talk about a lot is, is don't feel like you've got one 10-second message to get everything across. Do a campaign. Tell a story. You know, do a video series. Do six different messages that all follow up on the same theme, you know. Create a, a through character or or, or a th- even a design style that carries it through. But yeah, mm. you do. You know, I think that especially as we're talking about some of these can be very big topics. So right. you know, think bigger than just a single PowerPoint slide. And, f- and feel free to give that little bit of extra information. So like you said, with say a recycling program. Oh, we're recycling. It's good. Well, that's pretty vague. What is the actual impact? How much are you saving? Figure it out. Have somebody figure out how it alters your carbon footprint. Turn that into something like, we've just saved this many trees, which is perhaps a little bit disingenuous, and yet statistically it's kind of true, and that gives a context 
for people, real world context for people to go. I assisted today in saving 15 trees. I'm a good person. Yeah, I mean, we talk about KPIs a lot. And mm. KPIs don't always have to be, did we sell what we wanted to sell, you know, as much as we wanted to sell. It doesn't have to be uh, always business related. It can certainly be green initiatives. We've recycled this many pounds. You know, we, it can even be, we've contributed this much to charities this year. You know, again, kind of trying to just show employees that, their impact on the world and the organization's impact on the world is important to you. And we're moving forward. Okay, next up we have morale. Happy workers are just better. They just do better work. They are. They're, I mean, I'm not going to go into a ton of stats here, but uh, anybody can look up on online that there are all of these that happy uh, employees uh, are more productive. It actually leads to your bottom line. It leads to less turnover, all of these things. But... Right, well, when we said before, flexibility, collaboration, yeah. opportunities for uh, advancement, training, training, growth, learning new skills. These are very important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the day of the paycheck as the only thing that matters is just over. You yeah. know, people people want to be encouraged and recognized in mm. different ways. Uh, morale can be as simple as having a food truck come in, you know, once a week. Just a, It doesn't always have to be, hey, you did this, so we're going to give you this. You can also just, you know, build morale constantly. This is probably the top priority for, for human resources professionals around the world is how do we keep our people happy? How do we keep morale up? And uh, there are a lot of different ways to do that. I'm not going to go into what HR professionals need to do, but anything you're That's doing. That's a different podcast series. <laughs> yeah. But anything you're doing on that front, put it on your signs. Show yeah. the successes. Ask for suggestions, you know, and, and really. Um, More than just casual Fridays. Exactly. But also, like, all of these tie in together. We're yeah. going to keep overlapping as we talk about these nine things. But again, like, morale is also understanding they have a life outside of work. Mm. You have a bunch of people who lo love wine, you know, put up wine club announcements or something. I'm just saying, right. you know, find out this what just got wine spectator wine of the year. Interesting. Right. Find out what makes your people happy and advertise that. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's really that simple. All right. What about flexibility? We've talked a lot about flexibility. I mean, desks ain't cheap, man. I mean, I think what's the average cost of a desk? Something like $10,000. $10,000 uh, yeah. $10, a year, but that's an old stat. I, you know, as, as it prices right, go prices, up, it's probably yeah. more now. Mm -hmm. um, it also depends on technology, you know, how tech heavy that desk needs to be mm -hmm. for the person to do their job. But yeah, flex time. I remember when this was a crazy idea. I mean, quite frankly, there was a, an old movie for those of you who are much younger than me called Nine to Five, uh, where this was introduced. And this is a movie from I think the eight, it's early '80s or something. But it's like everybody 70s, looked yeah. at that and said, "Oh wow, what a what a what a utopia! Wouldn't that be great if?" And it's now the norm. Like people are like I said, we do it here at Physics. People are used to being more flexible. Also, you know, people are more mobile. Uh, travel is cheaper. You do have, you know, more people traveling for work. And so you've got a mobile workforce, whether, you know, it's just working from home one day or whether they're on the road. So uh, that's something to think about that, as you said, millennials are very focused on this. So it's not so much like advertise, you know, flexibility is, but uh, certainly keeping people abreast of the fact that you support that, that you do offer uh, hot desking or office hoteling, whatever. If you've got, you know, a schedule of people who are working from home, well, let everybody else know that. You know, have a yeah. Have you a guys board. have this here in in your main room here at Physics, an out of office interactive screen element. You tap and it shows everybody who's out of office today. Yeah, and that means it it doesn't mean you're out of touch. It just means I'm working from home. You know, yeah. but flexibility, um, like every other benefit. I will say you want to advertise those. I mean, everybody knows the benefits sure. package is huge. Um, and flexibility is now becoming, 
unexpected benefit at work. It's 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 like I need health insurance. I also right. need flexibility. Of course I have flexibility. You what know, are you crazy? people have children. I need I need to be able to alter my schedule if, if right. need be. So it's flex time, it's flex hours, flex days. But it's also like you said, it's uh, leading into the next one actually is collaboration. Right. And you can combine these two because really uh, that flexibility also leads into technology that allows you to collaborate with people whether you're here or not. Right. And, uh, and I think both of these show uh, that management has a certain amount of trust. We trust that you're not going to screw around and then bill us for it. Of course. We trust that if we get out of the collaborative process, we give you a, a task and a goal, you'll reach a consensus together somehow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And in our fifth point of collaboration, a lot of people are like, if I'm going to reach that goal, I want to work with others. You know, it's no longer the data entry person who's just, you know, okay, I have to get through these 60 lines or whatever today. Uh, people want to collaborate. And that's a lot of, you can do that in a lot of different ways. And you show that on your screens by really promoting collaboration. Again, through KPIs, showing team progress, showing team accomplishments. But mm -hmm. also it can be as simple as making suggestions for like um, one of the great, you know, innovations uh, in the last few years is the five-minute stand-up meeting. You know, it's sort yeah. of a news, like newspaper offices do, do this. You know, it's small meetings throughout the day, checking in with a team, saying, what are we doing? Do you need help? Where are we at? Everybody good kind of right. thing. Instead of getting in a room once a week for an hour and having everybody slugging and sitting around it's the it's more energetic it, and uh, you can bring more people in or fewer people in as you need um, you can invite other departments cross department things so collaboration is extremely important to this workforce. I think part of it is that, like you were bringing up social media, it's mm. collaborative. Even the BBC, about half of most articles is, is simply reporting, this is, there was a tweet, here's that tweet. Right, or, or you see on every news story, are you, you know, something happened in, in Norcross, are you in Norcross? Tell us about Tell it. Tell us about it. You know, so we're crowdsourcing so much today. Well, wow, crowdsourcing, crowdsourcing news in, is in, collaborative. in certain events, too. I mean, what, what we saw in Egypt a few years ago and other things like this stuff is being, there are no reporters on the ground, but there are hundreds of people with smartphones on the ground seeing what's happening, tweeting it. That's how the outside world's finding out that it's happening. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's all, it's collaboration and crowdsourcing go hand in hand. And as far as on your digital signs, Basically, you know, encourage collaboration, advertise opportunities for collaboration, and recognize collaboration. It's right. really those are those are three things that you may not have thought of putting up. And it creates a sense of community. And you know, there's an interesting statistic from the Economist Intelligence Unit a few years ago. 54% uh, of employees of all uh, age groups said that a strong sense of community at work kept them at a company longer than it was in their best interest. They knew that they weren't going to advance. They knew that the salary was too low. But they they just had the another baby, but they just loved being there. They felt like they were part of something, and it just it just made them stay longer. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a strong stat because again, you want your employees to be happy, so they stay with you. Yeah, and I think an element of that too is adaptability. Like the, the organization needs to be a little bit adaptable too. You can't just pay lip service to collaboration and flexibility and things like that. Oh yeah, I think that's go, true. Of yeah, no, we take your opinions on board, and then you don't. That's true of everything. That's true. That's communications 101, is don't communicate something and not follow up on it, stand by it, 
Right. You know, you have to do that. And actually, that leads into our next point. Thank you very much, Derek, <laughs> which is uh, transparency. Yes. Again, we've, we've talked about this a little bit. We have another podcast about different generations, and we talked about this uh, being something that's come in. And it's it's basically, it's not new. Now it's the norm. Transparency. We expect transparency from the employer, um, the organization, the, the government office, wherever that the hospital, whoever your employer is, uh, you expect to know what their goals are, what's their mission, what are they trying to do, what you know KPIs have they set for themselves, and then you expect them to tell you how are we doing against that. You know, people really they really want to know. Again, this goes into that sort of being part of something bigger. They feel like I, I need to know how I impact it, but I also wanted to make sure you guys are following up on what you've told me. Right. Well, and I'll say you know it's interesting in in the states if you look at statistics on things like, hey, do you know your company's core values and, and things like this? Outside of the United States, it's higher, but in the U.S., it's it's less than 50% of people even know. Over half of American workers, when asked, what's the purpose of your company? Mm-hmm. They say, to make money. Like, that's it. That's the only thing that's, that's in their head. They don't know. Outside, like in Europe, it's it's something like 60% know that there's something. Uh, I haven't seen any statistics on how many people believe those key values. They might sure. think it's just playing lip service. But uh, this is important. I do take exception with that. I, I don't think when, when a company goes through the process, we've written a mission statement and values and we, we, we look at it every year. It is not a it is not just handing a copywriter an assignment like mm. it is a it is a process. You go think through. it's something to say. No. I, yeah. And I believe that companies go through this for a purpose because to make money is no one's mission statement. There there's someone somewhere, I'm sure. But. Uh, especially at the level, and I'll just say it, if you're going to have digital signs, you're probably 50 employers or, or more, you know, employees or more. So if you've gone through that mission statement, you can make money a lot of different ways. You've chosen to do it this way. I, I don't I don't think it's lip service. And, and that's the thing is that, and that's why we have seen a shift in why transparency is important. Mm-hmm. We talked about this before. I, I don't know if it was boomers or Gen Xers who first what said be transparent. That was the boomers. Right. Boomers said we want to know, we want to peek behind the curtain because this, we were warned in our youth about this industrial military complex and now we see this and now we're going to Vietnam and you know, this was a whole thing and we're not being consulted and we think you're lying to us. And it's interesting, a lot of this is about trust. There are these new stats. There was a recent stat saying that employees don't, 76% of employees don't trust managers who won't share data, who just go, yeah, just trust me. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And and it's like, even, and, and here's the thing, that's true. Number one, you want your employees to trust you. But even if you feel like we've got trust, you know, we listen, we give information and all that, or we don't need to because our employees trust us. Or Maybe you you're a small company and, and it's, no, no, but I'm thinking if, even if they do trust you, it's also being part of the, of a whole. So even mm-hmm. if you say, well, I don't know that we need to show our quarterly financials because our people trust us. Even if they do trust you, they still want to be part of something. So go ahead and show it anyways. Right. Well, and then we get into the whole PD uh, argument, this this uh, professional, professional development, development and, and getting more skills and so on. Yeah, I mean this is this is always true. Um, people want to expand their knowledge their knowledge base. It could be for I want to I, I want to get a promotion someday. It could be um, I want to move into a different job. But even at a current job. A lot of people just want more knowledge. They want mm. to better themselves, better their skills. Uh, that's always going to be the case. And this is a this is kind of a no-brainer, I think, that everybody knows. If you have digital signs, you want to advertise uh, every possible professional development opportunity there is. Now, the biggest thing that we see is that when something's new, for example, you now have access to an online 
course uh, database of all the say office 365 you know how to use excel better how to how to use powerpoint better it goes up on the screens and that's fantastic what people forget is that you're always onboarding new people and so don't show that just when it launches whenever these opportunities remind. are you need to remind people because the fact is people forget you know the orientation process is crazy at a company you know, you spend a week at meeting least. everyone training learning whatever your you know service or product you're looking at collateral and intranets and and websites and where's the bathroom you're getting 400 passwords set up yeah you're figuring out where to go to lunch <laughs> so it's like and you're given this package that happens to have a url to some online training or something so remind people right you intend you I, I i will absolutely look at that later later never comes right so it's it's about not just advertising it but reminding people yeah and and this is the thing is it's it's a constant reminder we care we want to see your professional development um we know it matters to you it matters to us too so right so it's 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 a great perk for the for the organization to say hey we care about you expanding your skills or your knowledge or and and by the way it doesn't always have to be tied to the job it can be you know other stuff yeah it can yeah. it can be certainly Here's it can be a master class series yeah. you know it can be anything and if you offer that or if you came across the fact that there are some free things online or or cheap things online and you don't know for a fact that everybody would want it put it up and see if anyone's interested because it's still just a value add your company is saying look at us we we thought this might be cool anybody want it right or let's say for example say you got some people who are interested in photography you could do like a masterclass series. I don't know, maybe during work hours, maybe not. I don't know. It depends on the organization and how it's configured. But like, here's how to take professional looking photographs. And then those people can start taking professional looking photographs, which you can then repurpose and put in on your, your digital, digital signage site. messages. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I mean, I, that's, that's, that's a great way to do it. And certainly be sure that when people do professional development, whether, you know, whatever the skill set is, when they accomplish something, get a certificate, complete a course, you recognize that on the screens as well. Yeah, and this uh, this is this PD issue is something that one of those things that has a clear generational shift, right? Gallup says these are, this is the statistics: forty-one percent of boomers say that opportunities to learn and grow is an important part of their decision-making process when applying for a job. Forty-one mm percent. -hmm. Our generation, the Xers, forty-four percent. Millennials, fifty-nine. So they look at that before they even look at salary. You know, they look at that and go, oh, okay. So, I mean, and I can only assume if that's the kind of increase we've seen, this Gen Z that's coming up behind, they're going to, it's going to be 70, 75, 80%. So it is incumbent upon organizations to offer this. Yeah, and I think that all of these things we're talking about, you've seen, there's an evolution of, they come into the zeitgeist uh, at some point, maybe with boomers or Xers, and it's something new. And then the next generation, goes oh this is a great perk that they oh. offer and then the next generation comes in and goes this isn't a perk this is expected this is a benefits package you know basically right right yeah that's it. true so basically that's what happens is that the things that used to be the new becomes old a dream and then became a perk they're right. now part of the benefits package so yeah. and that leads into our next thing which is perks perks exactly incentives i mean you can you can have in at work incentives right like you can have like, you know, on-site daycare is something that's popular. You have a chill, you can have as basic as chill out spaces or free lunches. Right. Or again, we were talking about the professional development. We've got all this online learning that's, that we're paying, we'll pay for it. Right. And, and some places, like you said, we'll even pay for your time to do it. Right. So any kind of work related you want to put on your screens, but also 
Think about outside the workplace. I mean, a lot of companies are now doing things like gym memberships or even or discounts in the area. <laughs> I don't know. If I worked for a company and they said, here's a gym membership, I'd say, did you just call me fat? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is, yes, they did. But no, they care about your health. And right. the other thing is like uh, a lot of places do things like time off for volunteer work. So. Right, or they'll they'll even, yeah, they'll they'll give money to a charity of your choice, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, you know, I mentioned before, uh, Visix gives employees their birthday off. And it's not part of your, it's not against your PTO or anything like that. It's just a perk saying, thank you, enjoy your day. So this, again, I think is a little bit of a no-brainer in terms of you want to advertise all of your benefits and perks and things to employees. But, again, the biggest thing is remember that you need to do it regularly because you're going to have people coming, new people coming in, but also current employees who just forgot have a lot on their minds they're not going to right. remember all like I, these i've days. heard of i've heard of some companies like because they, they for whatever reason it turns out an awful lot of their employees have pets and so they'll like have okay you could bring your dog in to work yeah we once do that people bring their pets in here really yeah. and mm-hmm. like some some are even offering as a perk for their employees like pet insurance or pet grooming discounts and things like this you know so it just adds this feeling of so again why why remind people? Because, you know, Abdel didn't have a pet when he first started working here. And now two years in, he's now got a pet. And he sees, he remembers, now it's relevant to him. And, and he takes advantage of that perk. I think it's I think it's important that you're not only putting out what you think is good for people, but also survey your employees. Yeah. Survey the people and say, what are your interests? Because, like, again, if you're offering, uh, I don't know, I can't even think of it. If you're offering wine, you know, a discount to a wine bar nearby and you find out you've got a bunch of beer drinkers, you know, change it to the pub. You know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the other thing is your perks. That's another HR um, focus yeah, sure right that, now sure is that they're very them. focused on yeah. making, tweaking these, these, these benefits and perk right. packages to really appeal to whatever generation and skill set that you've got in, in the workplace. Right. And you said like gym memberships, that obviously ties into something that's very much on millennials' minds, wellness. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's funny because this is the one that corporations, companies don't necessarily think about this as much. Whereas right, that's your a problem. hospital is absolutely advertising this. Schools are absolutely sure. focused on wellness and health. But basically any organization should be. And there are some very easy subscriptions if you don't want to do it yourself that have health tips. Little fun facts about if you, you know, drink just two colas a day instead of six. And this, well, you can tie it into your perks, too. So, like, for example, hey, it turns out cranberry juice has these health benefits. We have free cranberry juice that you can drink all day. Things like this. Right. Exactly. And it's, it can be if you oh. have a cafe on site, you don't just show the menu. Show some nutritional information. Show some suggestions, serving right. sizes, things like that. So, basically, if we gamify, we talk about gamification, and we're going to do that in some other podcasts. But if you hold a contest or something, you can tie that into any yeah. one of these. And wellness is a great one because, uh, for example, again, I keep throwing out physics, but like giving away Fitbit hmm. as a prize, it encourages, you know. Because now I have it, I guess I'll exactly. use it. Exactly. It encourages yeah, yeah, yeah. wellness. But it also, it's, again, this isn't pushing. It's acknowledging that it's people it's are very focused it. on health and wellness. Yeah. And so why not tie into that? So. You know, um, I did come up with a bonus, a bonus uh, point okay. in addition to the nine. I just wanted to throw out one cool thing that I, I recently came across. Uh, there are some companies now, and again, they're not pushing. They're just saying, it's here if you want it. They're not saying, oh, you shouldn't smoke. I mean, they make it harder and harder for smokers to smoke anywhere near the building for sure. But like they're offering like, hey, if you want to quit smoking, 
we'll we have tobacco uh, secession programs or we have access to them or we'll enroll you in them so oh, if you absolutely. want to, if you want to quit smoking we're here to help you quit smoking like that's just a very cool well, thing cuz wellness do. wellness is the the win win if you're helping your employees to feel better you're also helping the healthcare system and insurance rates right. and so it's a win win for everyone that's why everyone's focused on it so right. and it and it leads into my bonus which is oh. community if there's one thing I'd say to roll all of these up, it's basically that people want to feel part of a community. Social media, networking, uh, at work teams, we're all part of communities, small and large. So people really want to acknowledge that there's community available, that they're part of it. They want recognition for anything that their team or community does. And it's really just about dialogue. So the millennials are here. They are about half of the uh, workforce now. By the year 2025, they're going to make up over three quarters of it. Gen Z is behind them. To be honest, we could talk about this for hours. We haven't even touched you don't upon want us Gen to Z. Do that, though. Yeah, but remember, they're not alien species. They are. They have some extremely interesting viewpoints. And they need to be uh, addressed and listened to, and your digital signage can do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really just all about all these motivations just are for inspiration for your for your messages, for your communications. Yeah. So I would highly recommend download our masterclass guides. Mm. Uh, we go into a lot more detail and actually give more actual specific examples of how you can turn these into messages and things. Right. So uh, obviously uh, we're going to have more podcasts that go into some more details on some of the things we touched on today. And I just think maybe we need to do one about Gen Z soon because they're about to enter the workforce. Anyway, thank you very much, Debbie DeWitt. You're welcome. For talking to us and thank you all of you for listening. Hey, want more free stuff? Then head to the resources section of physics.com for free masterclass guides, blogs, videos, and more to help you with your digital signs. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review of this episode and connect with us on social media.